Hello and welcome back to another episode of Figures of Sport with Grando and Friends. Um, looking around the studio today, though, I don't have any friends with me, um, unfortunately, so there won't be a guest today. Um, but we're going to just jump straight in. I know I missed last week's college uh, college Wednesday. Uh, we didn't we didn't uh, get to talk about uh, college football last week. A um, lot of stuff going on. Uh, we did have a fall break, meaning... Um, we were off for you know a few days, and I, I wasn't able to get back into the studio because I wanted to. Um, I really wanted to provide uh, something that had happened over that fall break, um, you know. And I had I didn't have the right guest for you know Wednesday episode, so I really wanted to hold off. Um, I really want to make the next Wednesday episode really really good for you know those who are listening and. Um, for right now, I'm going to do this one by myself, and, and I would say keep an eye out next week, um, and we'll we'll get into, you know, we'll, we'll have a guest on, and we'll, we'll be able to dive in deeper a little bit, but um, let's just kind of look back at, uh, you know, what's been happening in college football lately, um, so we're going to start right off the bat with the power rankings, um, you know, we're going to, or the, the top 25, we'll start there, and... You know, I, I really want to, you know, really get to talk about this because, you know, um, you know, there was a lot of stuff that went on, you know, and it's been it's been a pretty good, you know, season so far, definitely. And, you know, right now we'll jump straight into it. So for the AP Top 25 poll released just a couple days ago, we're going to we'll talk about number one, Alabama at seven and oh, um, and Clemson, uh, Clemson has dropped out of the top two. Um, they're now number four, uh, and and we see, you know, looking, you know, back on previous episodes where we've I, I've had Walt as our guest on on a Wednesday episode. You know, he's been really, really big on LSU, and LSU now just came in. Um, I believe last week they were. Or the week before, a couple weeks ago, they were five, and now they're all the way back up to rank uh, two. So they are now the second best team in the country, uh, ranked the second best team in the country at seven and zero. Ohio State at seven and zero for number three. Clemson number four, seven and zero. Oklahoma is number five at seven and zero. Number six, Penn State at seven and zero. Number seven, Florida at seven and one. Number eight, Notre Dame at five and one. Uh, Auburn number nine at six and one. Georgia, really, really surprising drop from Georgia, and they move all the way down to ten um, at six and one. Oregon is number eleven at six and one. Um, you know, twelve is Utah at six and one. Thirteen is a big shocker. We're gonna get into that one. Is Wisconsin six and one? They drop all the way down to thirteen, and um, you know their previous rank was six. So um, we'll continue though. Number fourteen is Baylor at seven and zero. Fifteen is Texas at five and two. Six um, sixteen is SMU at seven and zero. Seventeen is Minnesota at seven and zero. Eighteen Cincinnati at six and one. Nineteen Michigan at five and two. Twenty Iowa at five and two. Twenty one is Appalachian State at six and zero. Twenty two is Boise State at six and one. Twenty three is Iowa State at five and two. Twenty four is. Arizona State at five and two, and twenty five is Wake Forest at six and one, and that rounds out the top twenty five uh, AP poll. Um, 
looking back, we'll jump into it, you know, um, as we were saying, you know, LSU is a big surprise. Um, they were ranked number two last week, but, um, you know, really it's just the fact that every week we, we, we're starting to see less and less, you know, from, uh, we're starting to see less and less from, you know, Clemson and, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are taking notice of that, you know, and, and, um, Clemson has dropped a spot, although they're undefeated. They're, they just don't play how we saw them last year. You know, we, we they do not play at all how they played last year. And Trevor Lawrence, we see that he's not the same type of quarterback. And unfortunately, that has resulted in them, um, you know, that has resulted in them really kind of just um, losing out on, you know, on, on, having that opportunity to be number, uh, you know, that number one seed. And we see that Trevor Lawrence is, he's had a, a pretty rough year. I mean, he's up to 1,500 yards through seven games. Um, but his completion percentage is 63.7. Uh, his TD to interceptions is 14 to 8. Um, you know, he's, Trevor Lawrence is not the same quarterback that we saw last year. And that's that's very obvious. You know, just seeing the decline in his production, um it's 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 showing in um you know in in Clemson's ranking you know every week they're going down um you know last week they were number 3 this week they drop all the way to number 4 um i mean it doesn't seem like that big but you know what you got to remember is outside on that bubble you have Oklahoma and Penn State at 5 and 6 both of them are 7 and 0 oh, and with the way that they've been playing if if Clemson continues to play the way they are um I really don't see them staying in that top four. I could definitely see Oklahoma and Penn State as long as they continue to win. Even if Clemson continues to win, I could I could genuinely see Oklahoma or Penn State take over that number four spot from Clemson as long as they continue to win. And, um, you know, another big shocker was definitely Florida. Um, Florida jumped up two spots. Auburn jumped up two spots. Um, you know, Florida is a team that I don't think we're going to see probably in that that the college football playoff but what I I mean the fact that they're still competing after that loss and not really um trying to take no as an answer uh is is definitely good to see Florida is a good team and I think they're going to continue rolling Notre Dame it has stayed put at 8 they haven't moved um but we're going to talk about arguably the biggest upset of the year with Wisconsin losing to University of Illinois um, off a last-second field goal. That was absolutely hectic. Um, I I have a lot of friends that went to that game um, that go to University of Illinois, and the crowd was absolutely electric. I I mean, you can probably not even hear yourself think in that stadium. Um... You know, outside of the stadium, you have thousands of kids. Um, you know, inside the stadium, all, all the all the alumni, the the, the students, and um, man, it was it was really an electric game to just watch. And and when I got to see you know videos and pictures from friends that were actually at the game, the 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 stadium was electric. You know the the aura surrounding the game and, and and the hype, especially when it came down to that that you know the opportunity to win the game, um, before they did, you know it was just dead silence. You can hear a pin drop, and then as soon as you saw that field goal 
you know, just looked like it was going straight through. Um, you know, the stadium absolutely erupted and it was it was a it was a crazy sight to see. It was definitely definitely a very very good game to get to watch and I was very excited um, you know, seeing that because this is this stirs up a lot of um, you know, a, a, a narrative for Wisconsin. You know, they they had the opportunity you, you know, being ranked number 6 at, at the at that point and you know, had they won that game you know who knows who's you know who who falls in if if Clemson is still in that number four spot or you know if if they move up to number five or or however it works or but there's just so much surrounding that game of of what could have been that it kind of leaves you you know ready to see you know what happens next you know and I think that Wisconsin will bounce back from this um, their next game though is against Ohio State you know so. That is going to be this Saturday at Ohio State, which is the number three ranked team in the country right now. And um, if Wisconsin could pull this off, this would be a, an upset, you know, based on the ranking and the record and and the fact that Ohio State's a big, you know, currently in the division lead, um, you know, conference lead in the Big Ten right now, you know, um, I mean, that would be that's a hell of a game. And I'm very excited to see that. one. Honestly, I mean, just seeing how Wisconsin reacts, being defeated by an unranked team, a team that they probably thought that they were going to go in there and and really just play however they wanted to play, um, kind of, you know, some bully ball a, a little bit. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, they, they lost that game by, by a, you know, field goal. So, or they lost it by one, but they lost on a last second field goal. So, um I definitely want to see how they react this week against Ohio State. Um, but let's take a look now at Alabama, and we'll, we'll just have a preview of, of who each team is going to be facing going into this week. And, um, you know, so we'll talk this week. It's going to be Alabama playing Arkansas. Um, you know, I don't think that I, – I think Tua is uh, going to be out that game, you know, so they're going to have um, Mac Jones – they're going to have Mac Jones go ahead and start for them. And, and I'm not gen, – honestly, I'm not really too sure just how th- this team is going to perform without Tua. Um, you know, the fact that it's a Nick Saban team, you've got – you know, you definitely have to, you know, have that confidence in them that they're going to be able to perform well, especially against this Arkansas team who, um, you know, their record is 2-5, and 0-4 oh in conference. So, um, you know, the matchup – predictor based on ESPN's football power index is is it's got Alabama 90 basically 99% chance of winning this game even without Tua so I'm not genuinely too worried about um the outcome of this game for Alabama it's really just to see how they react without Tua um that's really just the big thing here I want to see how this team is able to respond to not having Tua uh someone who's so critical in their offense um, you know, with the way he throws the ball, he's, he's already at 2,100 yards, uh, 27 touchdowns and two interceptions, you know, and it, that's through, you know, six, seven games. However, I, I, I forgot how many games he's played um, just because I, I'm forgetting a little bit on when the injury actually occurred. Um, but, you know, Mac Jones, uh, since he came in, he's 20 of 32 on attempts, 237 yards, touchdown and an interception. So, I really want to see how this team reacts to 
um, the different quarterback and seeing how Nick Saban starts to run plays if he does anything differently with Mac Jones. But um, very excited overall for this game. And, uh, you know, we'll move on next. He's going to be the LSU game, and they are playing Auburn this Saturday. Um, you know, at home, LSU has a chance to really, really um, kind of close out any chances of Auburn getting into this top four, um, you know, having a chance at the college football playoff, really giving and possibly handing them their second loss of the season. You know, um, LSU, this is this is a really, really tough stretch for them. You know, they, they play Auburn this week. And in two weeks from now, they're going to be playing Alabama, you know, at Alabama. So this is going to be a huge test for them, I I think. And really kind of just seeing how LSU bound, you know, Walt was a big guy on LSU. And this is his chance for, this is a chance for his team to really prove everything that they're, they're going to be able to do, you know, this season. So um, we'll see really how things go. Um, but Joe Burrow, you know, Joe Burrow is doing a lot of good things. You know, he's, he's setting a lot of records. He's doing a lot of good things and, you know, really kind of, you know, we'll, we'll take a look at his stats real quick. He's up to 20, almost 2,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, three interceptions. And I mean, this guy has been absolutely electric for this team, you know, and and the fact that, um, LSU is going to be playing Auburn and Auburn's going to, you know, Auburn is going to be a, a team that puts up a good fight, but really, like I said, I'm really excited to see the the matchup in two weeks from now, which is against Alabama at Alabama. And I think that, um, you know, this is really a chance for Joe Burrow to really put on a show over the next two games and LSU to put on a show showcasing their offense and defense and how, how strong they are as a team overall. And I believe that, um, they won't get to number one now, but I'm going to predict that LSU will become the number one team in America um, in the next few weeks, uh, whether that's if Alabama takes a loss or if they uh, a loss this week or if they lose to LSU in two weeks. Whatever the case may be, I'm going to predict that LSU is a real, real scary team and they will become the number one team in America very shortly. So... Um, we're going to put that one out there. Um, you know, we did talk about the Ohio State and Wisconsin game this weekend. Next week, I mean, uh, next we'll talk about Clemson versus Boston College. Um, honestly, not a lot really to say here, but all I know is that, you know, Dabo Sweeney knows that there's some issues going on with his team. And, um, you know, we really have, have to see how they react. You know, Clemson's defense has really been what's gotten them to win a lot of these games. You know, if we take a look back at their schedule so far, um, you know, 52 to 14, 24 to 10, 41 to 6, 52 to 10, 21 to 20. Um, you know, so they've only allowed over over 14 points one time all season. And, you know, at the same time that they've been blowing out teams, you know, 45 to 10, 45 to 14 for the last two games, um, you know, we, we're starting to see a bit of improvement with Trevor Lawrence, but you know, the fact that, for instance, last game against Louisville, they win big 45-10. to 10. He only throws for 233 yards, three touchdowns, but two interceptions. Um, you know, he's doing a lot. He's trying to do a lot for his team, but he's doing a little too much at times where it's getting him into a position where he's making uh, bad decisions and throwing the ball at, at, you know, 
sometimes where he shouldn't be, which has basically resulted in his stats showing a significant decline. Um, you know, and Clemson dropping as well. Like I said, you know, they need to be able to, you know, really come back and, and solidify their position as a top four team in this country. I believe that they have to, absolutely have to, get more play, better play out of Trevor Lawrence to lead them, you know, to to where they want to go. You know, this was a team that that's, you know, very possible of winning another championship um, with Trevor Lawrence. And they need him to be at his best the entire time if they want to have that opportunity. Because if they continue to play this way, when it comes down to it, um, you know, we, we don't see them playing, you know, all season they've played uh, one top-ranked team, and that was number 12, Texas A&M, on the second week of the season. And we don't see them playing another team that's ranked in the top 25 all the way until November 16th, which is against Wake Forest. And by then, Wake Forest could possibly already be out of the top 25 if they, you know, lose a game or or, or anything like that happens. So, um, overall, a bit disappointed in Clemson so far this season. Um, and we'll look to see how they play against Boston College and see whether or not they can either move up in a spot, um, you know, move up a spot, move down a spot based on their play. Um, we'll really see. Um, I don't think they'll lose this game. I'm very confident that they win this game, you know, being that Boston College is 2-2 two and two in conference, 4-3 and three overall. I don't see them pulling this game out, but um, definitely need to see a bit more from Clemson, Clemson because I, I have been disappointed with them this entire season so far. Uh, winless record or not, it does not speak to the type of play that we're seeing from this, uh, you know, from their offense right now. Um, so, but we'll move on and we'll talk about the next team, uh, the number five ranked Oklahoma Sooners. And, you know, Oklahoma is 7-0. This week they're going to be playing Kansas State. Next week they'll be playing uh, Iowa State, you know, then Baylor, then TCU and Oklahoma State to close out their season. Um, you know, I really, really see Oklahoma um you know, doing some really good things against Kansas State. I, I don't think that Kansas State, you know, being at, you know, they will be at Kansas State. I will say that. But, um, you know, just the fact that we have Jalen Hurts, um, I mean, you can't ask for more from this guy. It's first season with the club. And, you know, Jalen Hurts is putting on an absolute show. And he definitely has to be in those Heisman talks, you know, 2,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, we do see that Tua and um, Joe Burrow have both a bit better stats, um, throwing the ball a little bit more. Uh, the touchdowns, um, the interceptions are very similar. The touchdowns, a little bit more from Joe Burrow and um, and Tua. You have 27 for Tua, 28 for, um, for Joe Burrow. But, you know, I think that Jalen Hurts is putting on an absolutely stellar year completion plate. Completion percentages at 74%. Absolutely unheard of what this guy is doing. And, and I really, really cannot wait to see how this team continues to to roll. Um, you know, next they're going to be playing, as I said, um, Kansas State. So I'm very excited to see how this game goes uh, this Saturday. But Jalen Hurts has been absolutely stellar for this team. And you can't ask for more from a guy whose first year in is already in the Heisman Talks. And, you know, he's putting up big numbers, and he's winning big. I mean, if you just take a look at their their season so far, you know, Jalen Hurts has had, he's led them in rushing four times. You know, he's thrown for over 300 yards 
three times. You know, I mean, he has a, a 400-yard game at one point. I mean, the, this guy is doing absolutely incredible things for the Oklahoma Sooners right now. I mean, like I said, just look back at his schedule and we'll see, you know, this guy's putting up points big. You know, first game of the season, 49. Second game is 70. Third game, 48. Fourth game, 55. Uh, fifth game, 45. Sixth game, 34. Seventh game, 52. I mean, this this team is putting up a ridiculous amount of numbers. And, you know, just the fact that Jalen Hurts in four of their seven games has led them and he's rushed for over 100 yards three of those times, um, over 130 to be exact, three of those times, you know, uh, out of the four. Um, his last game was his um, weakest performance rushing the ball with 75 yards. I mean, you know, leading the team. I mean, but he's he's had one game against Texas, 131. Against UCLA, 150. In the first game of the season where he threw for 332 passing yards, he has 176 rushing yards as well. So this guy is giving you 500 yards of offense, um, and, and this team is winning big. You know, this team is doing absolutely good things. I definitely see Oklahoma, if, if as long as... Um, as long as Clemson continues to play um, a little bit not up to par as they have been this season, I think Oklahoma is going to take over that number four spot, and we're going to have ourselves a very, very, um, you know, a, a, a new team, you know, and, and Oklahoma is going to have their chance. You know, whoever they play, um, you know, for the rest of the season, I don't see them losing. Um, so I really, really am very high on this Oklahoma team. Led by Jalen Hurts, he's been doing absolutely great things with a chip on his shoulder all year. Um, you know, you've you've got to know that this guy is looking at that number one spot um, with Alabama holding it and Tua as their quarterback. You've got to think that this guy is playing um, out of his mind because he wants to be able to get there to beat Alabama, and I can see it happening with you know the way this team is rolling. Um, we'll see how it goes. Don't want to get too ahead of myself, though. Next thing we'll talk about, though, is Penn State 7-0. Who do they got next coming up is Michigan State this weekend. And I uh, I definitely see that being a bit of a, you know, uh, a game that they can probably win a bit easily. You know, Michigan State is 2-2 two two in conference, 4-3 and three overall. They lost a lot of big games that they needed to win um, early on in the season when they were ranked. And, you know, since then, we've, we've seen them, you know, fall out of the top 25 and, and a little bit of a decline. But, you know, we have Sean Clifford for Penn State leading them right now with 1,700 yards, 16 touchdowns, and two interceptions. Um, you know, but rushing the ball, you know, they have over 1,200 yards rushing the ball as a team this season for Penn State. You know, Noah Kane, uh, Sean Clifford, uh, their quarterback, you know, and, and Journey Brown are leading the way for them. 329 for Kane, 269 on the season for Clifford, and 252 for Brown on the season. You know, and this is a team that's really doing some, you know, they're, they're, they have a very balanced offense, you know, and they're able to run the ball and throw the ball exceptionally well. Um, you know, Penn State is a team that I haven't got to see a lot of, but I do know that um, down the stretch, I will be watching them a little bit more closely. Um, I did see a couple of the games where they played Iowa and Michigan. Um, you know, both of those were closer games than what you would expect it, um, especially with Penn State being such a high-ranked team right now. Um, 
They lost or they won by five at Iowa and won by a touchdown versus Michigan. So I'm very excited to see um, if they perform a bit better at Michigan State. And then following that, they are playing Minnesota. And then the second to last game before the se- uh, the second to last game um, of the season, they are playing Ohio State at Ohio State. Um, that's going to be a game definitely I would say to keep your eye on. Uh, this is this is a team that I'm not sure if they can get in this top four because of everything going on around them. I mean, with Ohio State, you know, I, I feel like a lot has to happen before this Penn State team can get in. Um, first of all, Oklahoma is going to be the first team. As long as they stay undefeated um, and one of those top four teams loses, they're going to be the first team in uh, to advance. Penn State will probably move up to five at that case as long as they stay undefeated. But um, I really just have to see how the the next couple weeks unfolds for you know these top six teams because at any point I believe that if they were switched around I would have no issue with it because you know like I said Ohio State is probably a team that you know might have a you know a, a, an opportunity. Uh, to win out, but they also have a lot of challenges in front of them where, where they will be playing Wisconsin and Penn State. And um, so we'll just, we have to wait and see, but I don't, I would not be surprised if we see these um, top six teams switched around, see a couple of them a little bit lower, a couple of them a little bit higher, um, but we'll see how that ends up uh, unfolding. Next up, we'll talk about Florida at seven and one. Um, next matchup for them is going to be versus Georgia. Georgia is a team that, you know, has got to be upset. You know, they dropped out of that top five, top four. Um, not, you know, they aren't. Um, they aren't really going to be able to have an opportunity to probably get to that college football playoff this year. Unfortunately, for their loss, um, you know, but we will see how they bounce back, and we'll see how they play against a, another top-ranked team in, in Florida. And, you know, see how Florida plays against this top team in UGA. I mean, they did lose against LSU, um, you know, 42 to 28. So we, but we saw Florida win uh, a close one against Auburn at 24 to 13. So um, really kind of just got to see how they, how they react to playing Georgia's, you know, Georgia does have a very solid defense. So I would be weary of that uh, just a little bit. So we'll continue to see how this game goes. But once again, that is going to be not this week, but next weekend, uh, November 2nd. So we'll see how Florida um, ends up continuing with their 7-1 uh, season right now. But next up, we have Notre Dame, and they are 5-1, and one, a team that I've been uh, a little bit surprised on. Um, you know, took that loss early on to UGA and... You know, since then we we see them. You know, doing some they're doing some good things. You know, they they since then they've won three in a row, thirty five to twenty against you know University of uh, Virginia. Um, next up, they they won fifty two to zero. Then they beat USC thirty to twenty seven. And I remember just a few weeks ago we were talking about USC possibly possibly being one of those teams that you know is competing for a chance um, to play in the college football playoff. You know coming out the Pac-12, and, and now we see a, a, a very obvious decline in their uh, production as a team. But, um, you know, their next match, matchup for Notre Dame is Michigan and then Virginia Tech and then Duke. 
Um, you know, so I, I mean, those, Michigan is a team that I don't think will beat Notre Dame, but I would not be surprised if they do. I don't think they will in this matchup, but I'm not surprised if Michigan does. Um, you know, speaking of Michigan, there has been a bit of controversy with, um, Jim Harbaugh because, you know, there's rumors going out that he's going to take an NFL uh, job and, and I think that uh, today it just came out that he sent out a letter to parents and athletes and saying that, you know, this is, he's here to stay. So, um, you know, with all of this surrounding Michigan right now, um, you know, they're, they're, they're worried, I think, on other things other than this Notre Dame team right now. So we'll see, we'll see how this weekend comes and goes and we'll see you know how Notre Dame plays and how Michigan responds to the controversy that they're in right now you know when 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 these players are hearing that their coach might be gone um it might rub some guys the wrong way so we've we've got to see how they react to hearing this news and 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 his response to it so but um overall I I don't believe that Notre Dame is going to lose this game Michigan um, but being that it is at Michigan, I believe it will be a very close game. Um, similarly to that USC game, uh, I, I believe it falling in between the, the, a field goal, maybe two, um, between the two. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Once again, that is going to be this Saturday, um, October 26th. Uh, and that is one of the later games. So, um, but we'll move on now and we'll talk about number nine, Auburn and, Auburn has had a, a, you know, a bit of a rough stretch. They lost last week or two weeks ago to Florida, won this past weekend against Arkansas, but now have to come back and play the number two ranked team in the country with Ellis at LSU. And, you know, really it's tough because Auburn has been playing so good all season and, you know, just seeing how they're, they're going to play, you know, now, you know, Auburn has to play LSU now and Alabama to end their season and um, Georgia right in the middle. So they're going to have the next five weeks. It's going to be a, three tough matchups for them. Definitely want to see how they react to this because, you know, or is that five? Yeah. Over the next five weeks, three top 10 matchups, um, two of them being the number one and two teams. So, I mean, Auburn has their hands cut out or their, their work cut out for them. And I don't think that they're going to win this game at LSU being that they're in LSU, um, you know, LSU has so much going for them right now, especially with the fact that they're going to be at home against this Auburn team who is, um, you know, definitely LSU can take advantage of Auburn's weaknesses. And, you know, we'll we'll take a look at their stats really quickly. But, you know, Bo Nix has 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns, and five interceptions for Auburn. So, I mean... There's a chance that with this LSU defense, they put some pressure on him. He's going to make some mistakes, and LSU is going to run away with this game. So I would keep an eye out for that. Um, I definitely think LSU's defense is going to come up really big this uh, this weekend. So we'll just have to wait and see how it continues to unfold. Um, but next, we'll move on to Georgia. Number 10 Georgia is, um, you know, they have Florida this week. Or next week, I apologize, uh, November 2nd. And then, you know, they'll play, round out their season um, with Mizzou, Auburn, Texas A&M, and Georgia Tech. Um, but Georgia, I don't know if I really see them. I, I, I think that their defense is going to keep them in this game um, against Florida. But I think that 
Florida is really going to run away with this game. I'm going to say that Florida is going to take full control of this game and and be absolutely um, you know, be be really good on offense. I I think that Georgia's offense has caused a bit of trouble for them. You know, we'll take a look at their stats too. And, you know, Jake Fromm has 1,400 yards, nine touchdowns, three interceptions on the year. And, you know, they're a very run-heavy offense. You know, DeAndre Swift has 752 uh, yards and seven touchdowns. And then Brian Harrion has 311 yards and five touchdowns. So right there you have 12 touchdowns and over 1,000 yards off just two guys. Um, you know, and, and we see that, they are very, you know, rush heavy because most of their touchdowns from this year have come from the, um, you know, from from the from a rush from the run, and they have 18 on the year compared to 11 total for you know uh, through the year. The other two come from Stetson Bennett. Um, you know, Jake Fromm has to really pick up his you know his slack. I think he's been doing. Um, Things that aren't necessarily helping the team. You know, his completion percentage is over 70% and his yards, he's over 1,400. But he's making mistakes um, in certain times of the games where it's uh, it's limited, their their offense. You know, as, as I've said, you know, we see the last couple games, their scoring has not been nearly as much, much as it has been, you know, earlier in the season. You know, prior to um, their loss against South Carolina... They had only scored under 23 points, under 30 points one time. Since then, two times. You know, in South Carolina, they scored 17 uh, versus Kentucky. They had 21. So we see that, in, in you know, since, you know, they their, their loss, they only have had one game, or before their loss, they had only one game under 23, under 30 points. Since then, both games, uh, you know, that loss included, and I think that, we're starting to question their offense, and it, it should be because they are very, as I said, run heavy. And, you know, when you're a defense that, you know, or when you're an offense that can't get the yardage from the ball, you know, you need to have, you need to have a deep ball. You need to have a threat down the field um, to really be able to open up the games and make that, that play calling decision easier you know knowing when to run the ball and knowing when to throw the ball and I think that they've started to lack that in recent weeks and I think that their offense um is slowing down which makes it a problem because um you know these these young these guys are getting a lot of you know carries a game put a lot of pressure on them and you know this should be this should be you know Jake Fromm should definitely be you know putting himself Right, right there, and and taking the blame because you know this team needs to perform better. So we're gonna continue and move on off of Georgia. Um, the next team is gonna be Oregon. Oregon six and one right now. Um, you know, next week they're gonna be playing uh, WSU. Next, and then after that is USC. Um, they don't really have any top twenty-five ranked teams um, that they play throughout the rest of their season. They have. Arizona State, who is ranked 24 right now, um, they could move up, could move down in the next month or so, um, which is when their game is. But overall, Oregon, you know, really came out of nowhere out of this Pac-12. I definitely did not see them um, kind of taking over the Pac-12. I really thought it was going to be Washington or um, 
Cal or even USC because these guys were, you know, really, these guys were really good. You know, earlier on in the season, Washington was a very good team. USC was a very good team. Um, I mean, we'll talk about Utah as they're in the Pac-12 as well, but, you know, they're a little bit lower ranked. But, you know, looking at Oregon, Justin Herbert, 1,800 yards, 68% uh, completion percentage, 21 to 1 touchdown ratio. So, I mean, it you really can't ask for much more from this guy. I mean, he's doing a lot of good things. Um, you know, Herbert is, and, and he doesn't, he's not as mobile as you would like. Um, only four rushing yards on the season over 20 attempts, but you know, he's limiting his turnovers and he's doing a lot of good things for this team, you know, leading them to six and one right now. So can't complain there. Um, definitely see them winning this game against Washington state. Washington state is four and three right now. Uh, definitely see, especially with Oregon being at, um, you know, at home, I definitely see them taking this game, um, relatively easily. So, um, Next up, though, we'll talk about Utah. Speaking of Utah, they are also 6-1 and one in the Pac-12. And for their schedule, they play Cal, Washington, UCLA, Arizona, and Colorado, none of which are top 25 ranked teams. Um, but I think Utah can, you know, really close out this season um, on, a, on a nice winning streak. And, you know, they lost against USC. Um, but I think they can close out this game. On a nice winning streak, they did just beat ASU last week, um, which you know twenty-one to three. So I think that um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good uh, you know next five five games for them. They could possibly win out and go to a pretty big bowl game. So, um, but Utah is Utah is always really in that mix. So um, we'll really see how they continue to perform. I definitely see them moving up because I think there's going to be a couple more upsets very soon. So um, we did talk about Wisconsin already. Um, you know, ne- like I said, they got some challenges ahead of them, you know, with with uh, having to play, um, you know, Ohio State this week. So we'll, we'll continue to see how that team unfolds and develops. But next up, we have Baylor at number 14. And Baylor is a team that, you know, I'm actually very surprised with. You know, they're seven and zero, first in the Big Twelve right now, um, right there with Oklahoma at seven and zero. But you know, this I, I just believe that this team is much better than. You know, I mean, Oklahoma is a much better team than Baylor. Um, you know, we see that Charlie Brewer is eighteen hundred, almost nineteen hundred yards, sixty six completion percentage, um, twelve touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, I mean, so. But they do have a lot of touchdowns on the ground. You know, we have they have a total of 13 touchdowns through the air, 22 on the ground. So this is a very, very run-heavy team. You know, they have, you know, 1,400 yards on the season overall as a team. Um, like I said, to go along with those 22 touchdowns. And, you know, comparing that to their 1,900 yards through the air and 13 touchdowns, I mean, there's... This team is very, very run-heavy, and looking at the rest of their schedule, they play West Virginia, TCU, Oklahoma, Texas, and Kansas. Um, I mean, I think that they, for them to even have a chance, they need to really, really um, win out these next two games against West Virginia and TCU, and I'm very excited for that game against Oklahoma because I think that can be a really, really good game. I, I genuinely think that 
It can be a really good game, but I do see Oklahoma running through them. Um, I think that first half is going to be tougher. Second half is, I think it's going to be Jalen Hurts all the way. Um, you know, not to mention right after that, they're going to have Texas, um, who's been in the top 25 all season long. Um, so, I mean, this is really, really going to be a, a, a test in the next few weeks for them. Really, I think that they, this is their chance to get their offense rolling exactly how they want to against these two next two games. Um, you know, they do have a week off in between, I believe. Um, so we're going to, we're going to be able to see how this team, uh, really reacts. Actually, no, they have a week off this weekend. I apologize. Um, so they have this week off. I think that this is well-needed rest for them. And, you know, they're at 7-0, and I, I, you need all the rest you can get. You need to be able to perform at the highest level you can every week. Um, so I think that seeing them play uh, West Virginia and TCU over the next um, three weeks is really going to be able to kind of help them get into – where they want to be for that Oklahoma game. So I would keep an eye on Baylor, um, but we'll continue on next with Texas, as we had just talked about. Texas is a team that um, I had pretty high aspirations for. Um, I thought that they were going to do relatively well um, until the second game of the season when they lost against LSU and then won three straight and then lost again against uh, Oklahoma. So... I really was disappointed with this team. So I think that Texas is going to be not in that final discussion at all. Um, you know, like I said, you, in that same division, you got Oklahoma and you have Baylor. And I don't see Texas or Baylor really um, beating Oklahoma. I mean, beating Oklahoma. I think the, the things that they've done this entire season so far is, you know, it's crazy. Um I think that we're going to see Oklahoma continue to get better and better. And I don't think that Texas is really going to be able to um, follow suit. I think that there's going to be a couple games that they're going to probably lose um, at least one more. You know, they play at TCU, Kansas State, Iowa State, Baylor, and Texas Tech. So, I mean, I think that one of these games is going to be definitely a loss for Texas. Um, But, I mean... Every year, they, they compete well, so that's really all you can ask for. Um, but, you know, looking at their stats, you know, we have Sam Ellinger, who has 2,000 yards, 21 touchdowns, and three interceptions. So he's having himself a hell of a year. But, um, I mean, it's just some of, some of those stats aren't turning into wins for this team, unfortunately. Um, you know, especially with a lot of their games, you know, a lot of their games that they've, you know, lost, the two games that they've lost were close. You know, against Oklahoma was within a touchdown. LSU was within a touchdown. Um, closest game after that they had was Kansas, against Kansas, who they, um, you know, won 50-48. to 48. So, um, overall, this weekend they will be playing at TCU. Definitely got to see how they come up against TCU um, next. And TCU has been a team who's 1-2 in conference and 3-3 three and three overall. Don't see them giving them that much trouble, um, but you never know. So uh, we'll move on to number 16th ranked SMU. They're 7-0, and and unfortunately, similar to what we saw with UCF, um, you know, this is a team that really just doesn't have, doesn't compete against the right teams to really be considered a top team. You know, SMU being 7-0, and but playing only teams like 
you know, University of Northern Texas, Texas State, TCU, USF. I mean, playing teams like that, they're not going to get the recognition that they they probably you know should. But um, that is that's that's you know because of the fact that they are in that division. You know, UCF. The reason UCF had that, you know, um, you know, the reason I compared to UCF is obviously they're in the same um, division, so that's first off. But second off, they're a team that you know similarly is going to play typically teams that aren't in that top 25 that make it a bit harder to see how they're going to stack up against other teams in the top 25 you go you understand like if i'm if i'm a team that's playing non-ranked teams and then i go play the number 10 ranked team and i get whooped then i mean were you ready no not at all you weren't ready at all for that type of challenge and i think that you know having them low is, is a smarter ranking because they haven't shown that they can do this on the biggest stage. You know, the only team that they played that was ranked was in the fourth week at TCU where they won by a field goal and TCU was our, ranked number 25. After that, they were bounced out the top 25. So I really, really don't see SMU continuing um, to be on that the same path that they were on right now. Um, but... You know, just because of their track record, definitely compare them to UCF. Um, very much, very, very similar teams. Um, next up, we'll talk about Minnesota. Minnesota is 7-0. and um, I mean, they moved up three spots this week um, to from 20 to 17. Their next couple of games, though, are going to be, you know, over the next five weeks, they have three teams that are in the top 20. Um most the closest game is October or November 9th against Penn State, November 16th at Iowa, and then they end their season against Wisconsin. So um, this is gonna be this is gonna be a, a very good week or tough few weeks for uh, Minnesota. You know, Maryland is gonna be a bit of a tougher matchup for them. Maryland's always a bit of a grit and grind type of team, so I definitely want to see how they react there. But um, on November 9th, that's got to be a really good game versus Penn State. You know, that's a game that I think is going to be um, very important for them um, and for Penn State. You know, Penn State is going to possibly be playing another undefeated team. And, you know, in this division, in that Big Ten, they have three undefeated teams right now. It's Ohio State, Penn State, and Minnesota. So definitely they, they, they will have the opportunity to possibly play another unranked team. I mean, another unbeaten team. And um, we'll see. We'll see how things go for them. But I definitely, in that case, I have Minnesota winning this week, but I have Penn State winning uh, in two weeks from now. So um, we'll, we'll move on to number 18, who was once again Cincinnati. Moved up three spots this week um, at 6-1. and one. Um, Their next game is going to be at ECU. Um, and we'll take a quick look at their stats, though. Um, you know, Desmond R- uh, Ritter, who's their quarterback, has 1,400 yards. 14 touchdowns and five interceptions, um, and they have 1,200 yards as a team um, with 10 touchdowns as a team on the ground. Um, you know, so we see that this is a team that can compete, and they win. They win, you know, pretty close games. You know, they can win those close games. UCLA, you know, the, their season opener was 24 to 14. The only game that they lost was against Ohio State during the second week of the season, where they lost 42 to zero. Um, next up was uh, against Miami of Ohio, 35 to 13. 
Um, then they won 52 to 14, 27, 24, and then 38 to 23. And then last week they won 24, 13. So they can win these games. Um, but you know, similar to what I said about, um, both UCF and SMU being in that same division, I don't see them really being able to compete against these big name teams. You know, they beat UCF. Um, but that's a team that they see relatively often being in the same division, but, I don't see this team being a real, real competitor because of their their weakness in their schedule, um, unfortunately. So next team we'll talk about, though, is Michigan, who dropped three spots from uh, 16 to 19 based on that loss to Penn State. But, um, you know, they have an opportunity to redeem themselves this week against Notre Dame. I just don't see it happening. You know, I really genuinely do not see it happening because I believe that Michigan is... At Michigan, like I said earlier, you know, when I when I was speaking on Penn State and Notre Dame, is Michigan really is, I think, going to be consumed with this, you know, NFL rumor surrounding Jim Harbaugh. And I think that's going to overshadow their, their matchup this week and going to cause them to lose. Um, I really think the players are going to take offense to it, and that's going to show in this weekend's uh, game. So next up, we'll talk about Iowa, who was 5-2, and two, moved up three spots, and... You know, this week they're going to be playing um, Northwestern. Um, so Northwestern is a team that um, is 0-4 in conference, 1-5 on the season. So I don't think that they're going to have any problems there, um, you know, especially with um, Nate Stanley. I don't think, you know, although his um, touchdown to interception ratio is very uh, relatively poor, um, I think that they'll be able to really kind of win this game relatively easily against Northwestern. Um, so, but we'll follow up with the number 21 ranked team of Appalachian State at 6-0, moving up three spots from 24 to 21. Um, their next game is against um, South Alabama, and South Alabama's 1-6, very similar to what I said about the last game. I see Appalachian State running away with this uh, relatively easily, so... Um, we're not going to sit too and dwell too much there, but um, you know, next up we'll talk about number twenty-two ranked Boise State, who dropped eight spots in their loss, their first loss of the season at BYU. They lost by a field goal, twenty-eight to twenty-five, and you know this team is now six and one, dropped eight spots, and now they have to, you know, you know, although they are first overall in their, you know, their conference, they are. But the fact that, you know, they lost that game, that was a very, very winnable game. You know, Boise State was up 10-7 to at halftime, and then BYU scored 21 unanswered points in the third quarter. You know, it was absolutely ridiculous that they let BYU run away and do whatever they wanted to do in that third quarter, which really, really kind of limited everything that Boise State wanted to do, you know, they were knocked and punched, you know, in that first quarter, I mean, that third quarter, and really kind of lost their footing and, and didn't know really where to go. Um, you know, Boise State's quarterback had two, you know, had had two interceptions in, you know, in that game as well, you know, 185 yards, Chase Cord, um, that's not going to win you a game, you know, when you have 185 yards and two touchdowns, it's definitely not going to win you a game. So, very disappointed in Boise State for that one, but you know, as I said, they they were number fourteen and now drop all the way to twenty two. So we got to see how they bounce back um, 
this upcoming weekend. Um, next up is Iowa State. Iowa State's five and two, third in the Big Twelve right now. Next week they are going to be, or this weekend they're going to be playing Oklahoma State, and follow that with in two weeks they'll be playing at Oklahoma. Um, definitely see them probably winning this game against Oklahoma State, um, being that they are the better team. Um, you know, I, I'm going to say that Brock Purdy has had himself a really good season. Twenty, almost 2,200 yards so far, 70% completion percentage. Um, you know, 14 to four touchdown interceptions. I, this guy's having a great year. You can't ask for much more from him. Um, you know, and, and it's a, it's a relatively balanced offense because they have 16 total touchdowns through the air. Um, the other two coming from their two other, uh, Deshante Jones, who's a wide receiver and Real Michelle, uh, Michelle, who is a, uh, their other quarterback, um, both throwing a touchdown on the season, but they also have 16 touchdowns. Um, on the ground, you know, 1,100 yards on the uh, on the ground for them as well. So they're they've been a, a very solid, um, a very solid all around offense, and I definitely can see them winning this next game against Oklahoma State. But I definitely see Oklahoma doing whatever they want to this Iowa Iowa State team um, in two weeks from now. So, um, but next up, we'll talk about the 24th ranked Arizona State Sun Devils. Um, you know, they're five and two right now, and you know, they just lost against Utah twenty one to three. Next games they're gonna have is against UCLA, USC, Oregon State, Oregon, and Arizona. Um not too sure how I see Arizona State doing in the next few games. I could see them winning uh their next two, which is at UCLA and USC, but I definitely think that you know, when it comes to that Oregon game, not the Oregon State, but the Oregon game, I think that they're going to have a bit of trouble just because of the fact that, you know, Oregon has been playing really good football this this entire season. You know, they're number one in their conference, um, you know, and, and if you can't beat Utah, I don't think you're going to be able to beat Oregon, honestly. So that's my opinion, although they have, you know, solid performance from Jaden Daniels, who's 1,600 yards. Eight to two touchdown to interceptions. Um, it's really just a lot for this Arizona State team. You know they they have they ha- they get to moments where they can't produce or they can't move the ball sometimes, and that's where we see them start to struggle. And you know that's really where we saw them lose those games. You know against Colorado and Utah. Utah they you know Utah was just able to do whatever they wanted to that entire game. Shut out the entire first quarter. Um, for the first half, I I mean, and the fourth quarter, you know, limiting Arizona state to only a field goal in that third quarter. Um, you know, Zach Moss, that game, he broke Utah's career rushing record and scored two touchdowns. So, I mean, it was, it was a hell of a game overall. Uh, but like I said, I don't see Arizona state moving up or down too much for the rest of the season. Um, I think that they will probably be in that 20, um, probably lower teens to early 20s range throughout the rest of the season. But, And lastly, before we come to a conclusion on this week's episode of for college football, um, we will talk about Wake Forest. And um, Wake Forest is 6-1, and one, the 25 rank, 25th ranked team, um, you know, finally really getting into, you know, in that top 25. They weren't ranked over the past few weeks and you know six and one now has them in the discussion and you know next week they'll be playing North Carolina State and you know 
Then they have Virginia Tech, and then Clemson, Duke, and Syracuse. So I think I can see Wake Forest winning out their next two games, losing badly against Clemson at Clemson, and then um, probably losing or winning the you know their last two games. So I could see them ending their season, um, you know, being ten and two or nine and three. Um, I'm gonna say that I, one of those games is gonna be a toss up. I don't know that they're gonna win four of their last five. Um, you know, they're 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 a team that has won big rarely. Um, I think that they only have about two games where they scored uh, and won by more than about a touchdown. Um, you know, one being at Rice, forty-one twenty-one, and the second being um, versus you know the Elon Phoenix, and that was when they won. 49 to 7. Other than that, it's been 38 to 35 wins, 24 to 18, 27 24, 22 to 20, and a 62 to 59 loss. So, um, this is a team that I think that if it comes down to um, being very close, that they can probably pull this one out um, or any of their games out. But I think that Clemson is for sure going to be their only loss. Um, but Wake Forest has been a very surprising team, you know. When when you look at this division and you see Clemson being seven and zero, and then Wake Forest being number two in the ACC right now, um, you definitely have to kind of raise your eyes at that. You know, being that you also have Louisville in there, Florida State, who was a very very competitive team. Uh, you know, years ago, Virginia was at one point a very good team. This year, Pitt was has always been a competitive team. Um, you know, Miami, Miami is being one and three, three and four. This season is is absolutely mind blowing, you know. But um, overall, it's been a very very good season, you know. Through through nine weeks of college football, we've had ourselves a hell of a of a season, you know. So um, very excited for this upcoming week. I will. Um, I'm gonna name my Heisman. I'm gonna give my Heisman hot take right now, and I'm going to go with. The guy that's doing it all for LSU right now, I got to go with Joe Burrow. I mean, 2,500 yards almost and 29-3 um, touchdown to interceptions. Can't ask for more from this guy at all. Um, putting on just an absolutely stellar performance from him. Um, you know, I, I think he's the Heisman winner this year, not Tua. I think it's him, um, you know, leading LSU the way he has. Um, and I'm going to predict that my top four right now, is going to be Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. I got Clemson out of there, and I think that we're we're going to see Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, and Oklahoma in the top four. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time.